Welcome to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your angel medium, Julie Jancis, and today we're sharing your angel stories. Why do our angels and loved ones above show us signs? Yes, they want us to know they're okay and at peace, but deeper than that, they want us to connect with them so that they can help us more from the other side. Friends, it all begins with your intuition, vibration, and experiencing oneness. Your intuition is your soul's voice. It's also how your loved ones talk to you from heaven. In this podcast, we teach you how to turn up the volume on your intuition so that you can hear their loving messages more clearly. We also teach you how to raise your vibration and feel your oneness with all that is. Friends, you are here to love, give love, receive love, be love, radiate love. And because your soul is love, all you really ever have to do is just be. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis. And today we're here again with Andy Height. He is a friend. He is a life coach. And he was on on Monday's podcast to talk about life coaching and really how spiritual it is in his practice, how he brings spirituality into life coaching. Um, so you can check out that that aired on Monday. Today he's here, though, because I heard this story the first time that I talked with you, Andy, and it's one of my favorite angel stories. It's how you met your wife. So I want you to kind of take it away. Um, tell us why you're on this trip, where you were, how this all unfolds. Yeah. So it's actually one of my favorite stories because one of the coolest times of my life. So happy to share it. Um, back in the, I think it was 1999, I was an actor, singer, um, and I, I was auditioning for a show that in Chicago that I really, 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 really wanted. I put a lot of stock in this show. And I was also doing auditions for other things at the time, but like, this was my focus um, and I didn't get it. And I was like, oh, what am I doing with my life? You know how the 20, you can be in your twenties. I'm second guessing everything. I should go to law school. I don't know. <laughs> and I got a call from a friend uh, from something that I auditioned for and said, Hey, we're doing this USO show want you to come and be one of uh, four singers. There's going to be four dancers. We're going to travel all throughout Europe uh, and perform for the troops. I think it's six or seven weeks. Um, and we start rehearsals like in, in October, you want to do it? And I'm like, well, I'm heartbroken because I didn't get the show I wanted. I don't really have anything else to do. So yeah, I'll do it. Sign the contract. It was very kind of um, kind of put together uh, haphazardly. Um, the, the guy who produced it had done it many times before. So the singers just kind of rehearsed together and we kind of put our show together. We knew our blocking and stuff and the dancers, because they were rehearsing with somebody else and their schedules were different, they put their show together. And then we were going to Iceland. That was our first stop. Um, and we kind of, we, we met once in Chicago, putting things together. And then we went to Iceland, kind of put the show together and did our first show there. And on the way to Iceland, I got set next to this, this, this woman named Sasha. 
I'm like, hey, how you doing? It's so fun. You know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you're cute. What's up? <laughs> um, and so we kind of started this courtship um, on this USO tour throughout Europe in 1999. We, we were swimming in the Blue Lagoon on Christmas Day. And, and then, you know, I was kind of looking at her. She was looking at me. Our first kiss was de- uh, December, uh, January 1st, 2000 in the millennia. Um, and then we just went on this journey of like learning about each other and, and getting to know each other in countries like Germany, Belgium. We even went to like some war uh, areas in Kosovo, Pristina, Macedonia, flying in Chinook helicopters, being escorted by Humvees. And really quickly, you know, it probably took six, eight months, but the the, the voices were there. Um, I just knew that this was the person for me. This was this was my person. Well, I love this story so much because, um, you know, you feel so heartbroken. Like I felt so heartbroken. You didn't get the job that you wanted, the acting position that you I wanted. felt heartbroken. But you wouldn't have met your wife if yep. you had had that role you would not have gone on that uso tour that's right and and then you wouldn't have met and so i love how your story just brings hope and inspiration for people who are like but god why i want this more than anything else and that's where the angels come in and they bring something back from my memory. Um, we used to listen to Dr. Tony Robbins all the time growing up. Um, no, Dr. Tony Evans. I'm sorry. Uh, I was like, um, I didn't yeah. know Tony was a PhD. No, yeah, yeah. Dr. Tony Evans. I'm sorry. Um, he was always on the radio growing up. He's a pastor and he would always give this um, metaphor of when we are in our lives, we only like and we're we're just seeing from our human being perspective. It's like we're at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and we're just down on the ground level and we can see like the float in front of us, the float that just came before and maybe like like the float right after, but we can't see the entire parade. And when you are seeing things from God's perspective, what is God's perspective? God's in this like helicopter above the 30,000 feet. Yes. Looking down uh, through the buildings, seeing all of the floats, you know, go zigzagging through the streets. And so when we question ourselves, you're God, why? Why did this happen? Or um, I know that it, it does hurt some people in the spiritual community, you know, and they'll say, but I didn't want this to happen. There are moments and I'm not talking about losing somebody. I'm talking about not getting that house that you wanted or not getting that job that you wanted. There's times where things do happen in life and hindsight is 2020 and you go, wow, it was such a blessing. It hurt like hell going through it. But that was one of the biggest blessings of my life. Um, without question, um, I've really tried to create a relationship uh, with disappointment that that I believe that there's something good or this is moving me in another direction. I really try and have a relationship with everything that I deem bad. Like for instance, if if I could share, 
Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, I was bullied a lot. And that moment, it hurt like hell. You know, it in many ways destroyed my self-esteem. It caused me to spend those years and years and years in therapy. But what I can look back and say is I would not be the man that I am sitting in front of you today without that experience. It helped to forge my eventual growth, evolution, awakening. And without it, I wouldn't be here this way. So I look back and I'm grateful. Yeah. So talk to us because I know everybody's going to have this question. What yeah. other relationships do you have with, you know, like disappointment you said was one, but the things that, how did you put it, scare you or that you're afraid of or? Which one? Like with the. Yeah. The like what you said, um, you have a relationship, you know, with, with these different parts of you. Talk to us about that. Cause that's fascinating. I try Listen, this is this is a, a muscle that I'm working on and that will probably take a lifetime, right? Disappointment is disappointment and we feel what we feel. But I do believe that that everything that I encounter, good, bad, or indifferent, is there for me to learn from, to grow from, to move me eventually in the direction that I'm meant to be. And so uh, big things like being bullied and and the pain that that created in my life to small things like getting ghosted from a client or getting ready to hop on a potential client call and they just cancel. Like I kind of look at that and I try to create a relationship like, well, that's the best thing because I would have been on that call. I'd have wasted 30 minutes. They weren't interested. So I just gained 30 minutes back, right? Everything and everything in between. You know, I've, I've had coworkers that that I could easily say my life is held because of them. But in fact, they were the catalyst for my growth. They were the reason that the opportunity was presented to me to grow. Yeah. And I'm grateful for it. So what, why don't you speak to people who are listening right now, who are experiencing that disappointment right now? What words yeah. of wisdom do you have for them? It's not easy. My heart goes out to anybody that's in pain. I, th I think it's a Buddhist saying. I'm not exactly sure, but you can't leave a place until you've been there. So my encouragement would be to process whatever it is that you're experiencing in the moment, move at your pace beyond it, and look for the gifts. Look for how this is here in your life and the opportunity, the possibility it's creating for your future, whether that be in growth, awakening, new opportunities, to really investigate God, why? Yeah. Because I bet you there's more than one reason. Hmm, I love that. Andy, one more question's come into mind. We all... I, I think I had this misconception when I was a little girl that you get to a certain point in life and that you just don't have challenges anymore. And I think I had a preconceived notion when I got into this work that if you were going to be a spiritual teacher, you had it all down and you had it all correct. And I learned very fast, I'm never going to. I am always going to be a work in progress until... 
I'm 105 years old. If you're here, God's still working on us. And it continues to humble me and to make me so entirely grateful for the work that I get to do. And I'm just wondering, how do you see this? Because we're always kind of going through phases in our life where God is leveling us up, leveling us up. And talk to talk about that. I too had that misconception that, oh, there's going to be a time when I just arrive. And then it's going to be like, What's up? Yeah. Um, that doesn't exist. No, that's not all gloom and doom. Like, like I was saying with, with my relationship to disappointment, we can develop relationships to these events, these things that happen that help navigate us through them. You know, we can, we can clean up a lot internally that, that it doesn't, it doesn't take away the pain but it actually helps us grow. Um, for me, it goes back to, in some ways, why are we even here? And I choose to believe that I am here to grow, to evolve, to leave the better, the, this earth a better place than when I arrived. And the way in which to do that is to be encountered with some challenges, to because those challenges are what provide the opportunity for new ways of being and for me to uh, evolve. I love that. It's kind of like going to the gym, right? Um, My bicep is not large, but if I wanted it to be large, if I wanted it to grow and evolve, I would have to put it under pressure over and over. Right. And so in the gym, we create the relationship with that pain because we know the eventual benefit that we'll reap because of it. If we can rise up and look at our lives and realize that the pain that we might go through, the disappointments, whatever that is, there can be a greater purpose for it. Like the reps here, we can then create that relationship uh, in a different way. I have this like on the tip of my tongue and I don't know if I'm going to say it right, but we all need tools, right? We all need to go through and we all need these tools and you can get these tools in various different ways. Um, gosh, I had this like question on the tip of my tongue, um, but I think it's just wildly fascinating, you know, just how much crossover there is. And, and I wanna like speak to the beauty of your audience, right? They, they are folks looking for tools. And they perhaps see you and your community and the people that are in your community as the opportunity or what's available to help them find new tools, to find new hope, to find that way forward, right? My community is the same way. They are here because they are interested in growing and changing and being something different in order to create that freedom in life. Yeah. So... So what are like the top tools that you found in your lifetime that you're like, wow, these really just these tools changed my life? Tools. Um, I don't want this to sound like a plug, but I have to be honest, like coaching is the thing that that has been the the greatest lever that I've pulled that has changed my life. That's you one. being coached? Being coached. You, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I work with a coach myself. Um Um, I have a community of coaches that support me. Books have always brought me 
um, new insights to see new possibility, um, surrounding myself with like-minded people who love and support me. And I think a willingness, just a willingness to have new awareness because with awareness comes choice. And without awareness, there is no choice. Did you find that when you made the switch, two things, you know, from your acting career, you know, career within acting to being a life coach um, and your awakening, you know, reading Eckhart's book, we talked about that on Monday, completely going through the spiritual awakening. Did that change your friendships and the people that you surrounded <laughs> yourself with? Uh, yes. Uh, friend, so? I mean, my core friends have always been my core friends because they are connected to me through my essence and not anything else. But yeah, you do find that as you, we, we level up, our energy changes and the people that we're attracted to and that are attracted to us change. Um, that's why my wife and I uh, had some issues, right? Because energetically, we were not jiving. Um, I found a lot that especially in my professional life, the people that I'm attracted to and that are attracted to me are very different than they were, say, three, five years ago, even two years ago. Um, I think that absolutely changes. Um, one of the quotes that changed my life that I heard in the 20s was, um, we are equal to the five people we spend the most time with. Oh, repeat that again. That's so deep. We are equal to the five people we spend the most time with. So if you want a reflection of who you are and where you are in your life, look at the group that you're surrounding yourself with. You know, are they, are they a little sad? Are they go-getters? Are they, you know, pessimists or optimists? One of the things that I've always tried to do is to find the person that I ultimately want to be and befriend them. Because they lift me up. A rising tide raises all boats. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And speaks so much like into my heart because you and I met and I was like, soul friend. Soul friend, <laughs> baby. Soul friend. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Andy, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling your angel story and talking about disappointment and how we can have a relationship with it. Um, tell everybody where they can find you both on social and on um, your website. And we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, I'm pretty searchable on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Andy Height. Uh, and then my website is uh, andyheightcoaching.com. Pretty simple. Good. Thank you so much for your time today, Andy. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure spending time with you. Um, and I, I really appreciate the opportunity. And um, your community is in really good hands and fortunate to have you. Aw, thanks so much, Andy. For everybody listening, if you have an angel story that you want to share, head on over to the website, The Angel Medium, to um, let us know, and we'll have you on the show as well. Thanks, everybody.